Welcome back to the Breakout Business English Podcast, where we help you to communicate better at work. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris, and I'm an online business English coach and tutor. Thank you, as always, for stopping by today. And today we're going to talk about how to make starting a new job in an English language environment a great experience. We're going to look at some natural, native and professional ways to communicate with your colleagues in the first days of a new job and some tips that you can use to make sure everything goes smoothly. We're going to go through some great vocabulary that can help you out. Then, finally, we're going to finish with a quiz to see what you remember from today's podcast. Oh, and I'll leave you with a speaking challenge too, so you can get some practice. So, let's get started with our first tip today. Okay, our first tip is to introduce yourself to your new colleagues. If you're looking for a numerical goal for your first few days, how about aiming for as many introductions as possible? So many people start new jobs and immediately disappear into their shells. They are scared to talk to people even more scared to introduce themselves. And when they finally do find the courage to meet one of their colleagues, it ends up being a really stressful experience. As with so many things, the more you introduce yourself, the more natural it will feel, and the more relaxed you will feel at work. Remember, everyone was new once. So, most people will be very happy to welcome you to the team. Let's take a look at some natural and native phrases to use in your introductions. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm just getting settled in here. I'm still learning how everything works around here, trying to take it all in. I'm just learning the ropes right now. There's a lot to take on board. There are so many phrases and idioms that we can use when meeting people for the first time. And, of course, using idioms is great in less formal conversations with native speakers. Don't forget, however, non-native speakers might not know some of these idioms. So, let's start with, I'm just learning the ropes. This is an idiom that likely comes from the UK's long history of shipping and boats, a long maritime history. Many years ago, if you started working on a ship, there were always lots of ropes. Ropes to pull up sails, ropes to hold things down, ropes to move things around. Almost everything was connected to a rope. Therefore, one of the first things that you needed to do 
was to learn what all of these ropes did. So today we use the idiom "learn the ropes" to talk about learning the basics of a job or skill. It's a great phrase. We also heard there. I'm just getting settled in. We often hear this when people move into a new house, or maybe arrive at a hotel for a short stay. This is the phrasal verb to settle in, which means to become familiar with somewhere new and start to feel happy and comfortable there. For instance. How is your son settling in at his new school? Or maybe, welcome to the team. I'll leave you to get settled in. If you need anything, just ask. Okay, let's move on to our second tip today, and that is to understand how your performance is assessed. If you're starting a new job. Then there's a good chance that you're making a big change professionally. Maybe you've moved into a more senior role. Maybe you've taken a similar role in a different organization, or maybe you've changed industries entirely. If you're anything like me, you've worked in several industries over the course of your career. There's a good chance that. Given this change, the way that your performance is assessed in the role will change too. Maybe you think you know how your performance is assessed, but it's better to be safe than sorry and just ask the question. Something as important as this is probably not something we should be guessing or making assumptions about. Perhaps there are more targets than you thought there were, or you might be pleasantly surprised to find that you have a lot more freedom than you thought you did. Either way, here are some great ways to bring up this issue with your managers and have a conversation about how your performance will be assessed. I'd love to know how often I'll have performance reviews and what kinds of things you take into account when assessing how I'm doing. What kind of KPIs should I be looking at in this role? What are the most important targets that I should be shooting for? Is there anything that you think I might struggle with that I should be aware of? Let's take a look at that vocabulary there and start with KPIs. So I asked in our examples, what kind of KPIs should I be aware of? KPI is an acronym that stands for Key Performance Indicator, and is an idea that is present in a lot of industries. This is usually a number or statistic that you need to aim for, or that your managers will be hoping for. If you're lucky, you have few or even no KPIs at all, 
However, I've definitely worked in highly targeted environments with lots of KPIs in the past. We also heard there the phrase shooting for, to be shooting for something. When we talk about numbers that we want to achieve or goals, we can call these targets. Just as I can shoot a target with a weapon, I can also shoot for a target in my work. For instance, we might say, we're shooting for a 10pm finish, however, this meeting might run late. Or maybe, I want you to shoot for a a 10% improvement this quarter. Let's move on to our third tip today, and that is to ask for clarification if necessary. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever heard on the topic of starting a new job was to listen twice as much as you talk. So I wanted to include it here. If you're anything like me, then you probably love to talk. It's something that I am very conscious of when I'm working with clients, coaching them on their English communication skills. However, taking in information is going to be far more important than giving information out in the early stages of a new job. That being said, On this podcast, we focus on what you say when you are the person speaking. So, let's focus for a moment on clarification. One thing that sometimes happens when you're listening, especially if you're listening in your second language, is that you might not be sure of some of the details of what you are being told. Being ready and prepared to ask for clarification is a great skill to have when you're new to a job. There's going to be a lot of listening to do and a lot of new information to take on board. So let's take a look at some really natural and native ways to ask for clarification on something that you're being told. Could you run through that one more time for me? I just want to make sure I know what I'm doing. I just want to make sure I understand. Would you mind going over that again, please? Okay, I think I've got this, but I just want to double check. Could you tell me that one more time from the top, please? That's a lot to take on board. Would you mind just walking me through it one more time, please? There were some great phrasal verbs there that we can use to ask someone to explain something or talk about the details of something. We heard, could you run through that? Would you mind going over that? And would you mind walking me through it? All of these 
are great ways to ask for details, especially complicated details. Feel free to try those out next time you want someone to repeat something for you. My favorite piece of vocabulary here is from the top. This is a phrase that we often hear at concerts or in the theater. However, it's very common in workplaces too. This means to do something from the beginning or from the start. We often use it when repeating an activity or when we have to begin something again. For instance, could you explain that to me once more from the top, please? Or maybe, this project took two years, so let's just take it from the top and I'll explain how we got started. Our fourth point today is to volunteer for tasks and show willingness. Everyone likes someone who wants to get their hands dirty and hit the ground running. You might find that your managers in your new role want you to sit back and learn for your first few days. Maybe you're shadowing a colleague, following them around throughout the day and finding out what it's really like to do the job. However, Every manager likes a colleague who is willing to put themselves forward for tasks, to raise their hand and volunteer for a task or a team. So, if it's your first few days, here are some natural and native sounding phrases and sentences that you can use to offer your time and energy to help out your colleagues. Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. If it's possible, I'd love to roll my sleeves up and do some work. I've been excited to hit the ground running, so I'd like to jump in and help out. I'm happy to start pulling my weight straight away. I'm happy to chip in if you think I could be of use. Idioms and phrasal verbs are key to sounding more natural and native, but also to understanding native speakers because we use them a lot. Let's talk through some of the vocabulary we heard in those examples. The first piece of vocabulary there was to roll up your sleeves. Well, what are sleeves? These are the parts of your clothes that cover your arms. 
the part of your shirt or coat that goes from the shoulder to the wrist. If you're doing anything particularly complicated, then you might not want these to be in the way. In some situations, it might even be dangerous, especially if you're working in a factory or doing some kind of manual work. So, we say that we're going to roll up our sleeves when we intend to do some practical, hands-on work. We also heard there, I'm happy to start pulling my weight. This is another great idiom. Imagine that you're rowing a boat. There is a team of people all pulling hard on the oars to make your boat move. If you're pulling your weight, then you're doing your fair share of the work. After all, if you're in a rowing boat and you're not pulling your weight, then someone else might have to work harder. Maybe everyone in the boat has to work harder. So, if we say that someone needs to start pulling his weight, we're saying that they're not working hard enough, and maybe that the rest of the team is having to do more work as a result. Our fifth tip today is to ask for feedback. We talked earlier about understanding how your performance will be assessed, which is indeed important. However, getting feedback more frequently on how you're performing is also essential. It's this feedback that allows us to think about what we're doing and make changes to improve our performance, to course correct if we're not doing things quite the right way. In the early stages of a job, you will find that some managers and colleagues are great at offering feedback. However, for a lot of people, this doesn't come naturally. Therefore, one thing that we can do is to invite this feedback from our colleagues. Let them know that you want to hear how you're doing. You want to hear what you're doing wrong and what you could be doing better. Let's hear some great ways to invite feedback from your colleagues. How do you think I'm getting on? How am I doing so far? What do you think? So far, so good? Have you noticed anything that I could be doing better? So far, so good is a phrase that I really enjoy using. Maybe because it sounds so bouncy, like it's a lyric from a song. So far, so good means that up to now, at this point, something is okay. It tells us that the part of the process or project that has already been completed has been successful. It doesn't say anything about the future. It talks about performance up to and including the present. For instance, 
how is your new car? So far, so good. I've still got to take it on a really long drive, however, and it hasn't rained yet, so I'll let you know if anything changes. Or maybe, how is your new job going? Yes, so far, so good. Everyone seems really nice, and I'm really enjoying the work. Okay, let's take a look back at some of the vocabulary that we've discussed today and see what you can remember. Let's start with this one. Which idiom could we use if you're ready to do some serious work? To work hard and to commit real time and effort to a task. This idiom includes a word that describes a part of your clothing. The part of your shirt that goes between your shoulder and your wrist is called your sleeve. And this idiom is to roll up your sleeves or to roll your sleeves up. For instance, I've spent all week watching my new colleagues at work and now I'm excited to roll my sleeves up and join them. Okay, which phrase can we use to talk about something that we're going to do? Or explain or discuss starting at the very beginning. This is a place that we go from. And that place is not the bottom. It is the top. For instance, thanks for explaining that to me. When the rest of the team arrive, I'll explain it to them from the top. Which bouncy sounding phrase can we use to say that up to this current moment in time, something is going well? If everything is okay so far, then we can say, so far, so good. As in, how is the project going? So far, so good, but the hard work starts next week. Let's remind ourselves of a phrasal verb now. This phrasal verb is used to talk about becoming comfortable in a new role or place. The preposition in this phrase is in, and the verb begins with an S. That word is to settle. So this phrasal verb is to settle in. For instance, take some time to get settled in and then we can go for a coffee. Or in a very common question to hear in your first few days in a new job, how are you settling in? How are you settling in? All right, let's jump into a speaking challenge. The way this works is that I'm going to give you a question related to today's topic. My challenge for you is to answer that question using as much of today's vocabulary and as many of the ideas from today's podcast as possible. If you feel like you can answer today's question in a few seconds or a couple of sentences, then set a stopwatch and see how long you can speak for. 
I would love it if you could spend two minutes or more speaking on the topic. On the other hand, if you find that you speak for too long, then maybe you can try to limit yourself to only two minutes. Either way, speaking is a really important part of improving your English. Even if it's on your own, it's still an important component of remembering this vocabulary and these ideas. So, how about this for today's question? What did you find was the most challenging thing about the last job you started? And also, how about the most enjoyable thing about the last job that you started? So, there's our question for today. At the end of today's podcast, I invite you to spend a couple of minutes speaking on this topic. Maybe you've got some thoughts you'd like to discuss. That is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found today's podcast useful. Starting a new job is something that everyone does, I think, at least once. So I'm glad we could discuss it today. Don't forget that if you'd like to work with me one on one, just me and you, to improve the way that you communicate at work, then go to breakoutbusinessenglish.com. That's breakoutbusinessenglish.com. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, then feel free to leave a review. It really helps me out and helps other people to know that there is useful information and value in this podcast. So until next time, my name is Chris. This is the Breakout Business English podcast, and I'll see you next time.